Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Monday and we're in the season after Epiphany. In this season, we hear about the start of Jesus' ministry. It takes us from his baptism until his transfiguration, until he turns to make his way to the cross. We begin our time of prayer this morning in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Micah, chapter 6. We read verses 1 through 8. Hear what the Lord says. Rise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, you mountains, the case of the Lord, and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a case against his people, and he will contend with Israel. O my people, what have I done to you? And what have I wearied you? Answer me. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery, and I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O my people, remember what King Balak of Moab devised, and what Balaam, son of Beor, answered him, and what happened at Shittim to Gilgal, that you may know the saving acts of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with the thousands of rams and with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body, for the sin of my soul? He has told you, old mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? We often refer to Torah, the first five books of the Bible, as the law, but it would probably be better for us to think of these books as the story of the covenant relationship between God and God's people. And then within that covenant is where we find all of the law, all the statutes, the ordinances and commandments that the Lord gives to Israel to follow as part of the covenant agreement that binds them together as God and God's people. 
In that same document, we also find all of the mighty acts that God has done on behalf of this people to call them and gather them to himself. In here we find the covenant that God made with the first human beings, the one that were created in his image, that were given life in a, in a purpose uh, to steward this creation. We find also the covenant that comes to Abraham to, to revive and renew this and, and then to see it fulfilled when God gathers Israel together at Mount Sinai after he rescued them from slavery in Egypt. God had rescued them and preserved them on the way so that they could find their freedom in a life-giving relationship with the Lord so that they would be God's people and the Lord would be their God. And then all together, this would be a witness to the whole entire world to bring the world back to its creator. But because it is a covenant, a contract, an agreement that binds God and people, prophets like the prophet Micah will use the image of the Lord taking God's people to court to file a complaint against them. God's people have not kept their end of the agreement. That is sin. They've broken the relationship. They've broken the agreement. They have failed to live up to their part of the covenant, even while God has done all that God has promised for them, remaining faithful to God's people, even as they left God to follow after idols, or in this case, failed to live out the full measure of justice, mercy, and love that God requires of God's people that makes them the light to the nations. So remember, all of these commandments can be summed up in two simple commandments. The first calls us to love the Lord our God with our whole heart, our whole mind, our whole strength. The second then sends us out to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. In this passage, the prophet speaks for the Lord who asks the people if they have any charge against God. Has God done anything to them? Has the God who rescued them from slavery kept them safely on the journey and gave them this land of their inheritance, delivered them from their enemies, preserved them in times of trouble, done anything that has violated the agreements, that has violated the promise? Has God proved unfaithful to them? The answer, of course, is that there is no case against God. So then the prophet wonders how the relationship can be restored. What can be given to make it right, to take away their sin and to restore the relationship? Is it sacrifices? Is it offerings? Is it, is it a multitude of offerings like Solomon himself uh, offered up before the Lord? Thousands of rams and gallons of oil and burnt offerings. The answer comes back that those things are not the point. What it sets us right is God's own love for us. We'll see that in Jesus, who takes away our sin and restores us to this relationship. It is turning towards our neighbor then, out of that love and uh, love for God, that turns us towards our neighbor in both little and big ways. Through establishing justice and showing mercy, both in our daily lives and in the larger world around us, and in all things, walking humbly in this relationship with God, understanding how all that we have and all that we are come to us as a gift from a good and loving God. So as we move out into this week and into contact with all kinds of people, it's good for us to remember to move humbly into this world, into God's world, knowing that God goes before us. God gives us to our neighbor to love. God brings us into interaction with all of these other people so that we can do the work of justice and peace in this world, 
So we see at work in Jesus how he he turns our hearts towards God, even as he takes away our sin. And now, filled with the Holy Spirit that Jesus has sent to us, we are also sent to do and continue this work. So I wonder, in what little ways can each of us bring a measure of peace and justice to the life, to life in the world that is around us this week, as we walk humbly with our God, who goes before us in love. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of this, your good creation. For the new creation that comes to us in Christ, and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness and peace. For the communion of faith that we enjoy within the fellowship of your church, and for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful today? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially this week, we pray for the unity of the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. Gracious Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Fill it with all truth and peace. Where it is corrupt, purify it. Where it is in error, direct it. Where in anything it is amiss, reform it. Where it is right, strengthen it where it is in need, provide for it, where it is divided, reunite it, and for the sake of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Most high and holy God, pour out upon us your one and unifying spirit, and awaken in every confession of the whole church a holy hunger and thirst for the unity in you, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. We also pray today for those who govern the nations of the world, for those who are sick in body, mind, or spirit, for those who are mourning and grieving, for the people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare, and for people in neighborhoods and communities plagued by violence, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction, and for all who work to establish justice and peace in their lives, in their neighborhoods and communities. For who else, for what else do we pray today? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. 
We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.